This is the Narrative Shift Podcast, where we talk about faith, justice, race, and everything in between. Hey, I'm Terrence Lester. And I'm Johnny Taylor. And uh, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the 28th episode of Narrative Shift. I'm here with Terrence. What's up, Terrence? What's up, John? Yo, man, we are at the... uh the end of the year. We are. We, at the time of recording this, we are just over a week away from 2021. Man, you know what? Someone just asked, you know, what do you want for Christmas or what are you doing for Christmas? I think my my thought right now that's just keeping me grounded is, is being filled with gratitude, thanking God that um, we made it this far. It's been a really challenging year, but I'm looking forward to finishing this year. Well, what about you, man? Yeah, I think I can agree with you there. I'll, you know, I want to finish out the year strong, uh, prep myself for 2021 with bigger vision, yeah. uh, bigger gratitude mm. and, you know, ready to, to do something new. Yeah, man. And this, this podcast, everyone actually closes out season two, which, uh, we started off with all these plans, but had no clue that we would have to record some of the podcasts in the, in the middle of a pandemic. And so today we're going to dive right in. And um, John, what do we have, man? Yeah. So since, you know, 2020 is coming to an end, uh, it's been <laughs> quite the year for I think just about everyone, uh, whether it's been completely awful for you or. Uh, just difficult to manage, or maybe even you had a uh, a good year, um, you know, great for you. But I think for the most part, people have been struggling, and uh, we're all wondering, like, how do we how do we move on to a, a new year after this? Like we said, we're just over a week away, and man, I want to know like what your thoughts are on not only starting a new year, but just starting over in general. I know in the work that we do. Starting over is part of the process, uh, whether it be a new campaign we start or uh, yeah. forging a new relationship with somebody experiencing homelessness yeah, or just, you know, starting like, like what we saw during 2020, starting a new direction, like pivoting. Yeah. Uh, what, what does it look like to just start over? Yeah, man, I think that is a great observation. Um, you know, starting over, if I can just be honest, is one of the most gut wrenching and painful things that a person will ever have to undertake. Uh, because, you know, starting over means that you accept loss and you have started your journey of grief, uh, but you are also in a place where you have this renewed sense of hope that, you know, uh, there's something on the other side of everything that has transpired and starting over can, you know, translate to a number of things. I mean, it just doesn't have to be nonprofit life. Uh, it can be starting over in your relationships or starting over even in the way that you have forgiven a family member or starting over a new job or a new career or a new direction. I know many people have experienced tremendous loss and, and losing jobs and being furloughed and, and such. And so, uh, another thing too, I want to delineate 
is there's a difference between starting over and starting again. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And I think, you know, before I go too deep into, you know, what it takes to start over, I, I first want to pause and say, you know, if you are at a, a crossroads in your life, you have to really discern, like, am I starting over completely or am I starting again with new courage? Um, there are some times when, you know, everything has been lost and like literally you have to pack up your bags, move to another location, or you have to like, uh, you know, find the grit within yourself to say, I'm going to start over like from scratch, from nothing again. And that's totally different from starting again. Uh, and starting again is maybe you hit a wall, uh, maybe, you got depressed. Maybe you um, hit a speed bump. Maybe you were on the side of the road. I know one of our podcasts earlier this year talked about being on the side of the road and you've been there for a while and you you're trying to find the courage again uh, to just start again because you've traveled thus far and you've come to a place where you've you know given out of life, vitality, energy, etc., and now you're trying to to find the courage within just to to start again, right? And I think the the discernment of the two is very important because you know sometimes people think that they have to start over when they actually don't have to start over. They just have to find renewed courage and strength, um, maybe being in, in in you know strengthened by the Lord just to to give it one more shot. Um. But yeah, it's a painful process. Uh, one of the, the first things that I do, man, is in all of the rawness that I can, I find a safe space and I let it all out. Um, I sit with people, I talk with people that I trust and, you know, I give people an opportunity to see me in a, a very vulnerable state. And I, I, I create this this opportunity where I can pro- have someone else to process with me, because most times when you are about to start over or start again, your vision is clouded. You know, you're not really seeing straight. You are in a place where um, possibly you have a limit, limited perspective, and it's always um, a, a positive thing and advantageous for you to just get a different Perspective, Because sometimes uh, if you avail yourself and make yourself vulnerable, someone could say something to spark something in you or um, someone can realize the need that you have to be able to serve you. Or um, sometimes just like getting it all out gives you an opportunity to express yourself without having it like overwhelm you to the point where you remain stuck inside. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think uh, getting you know, outside perspective is, is always important, no matter if you're starting for the very first time or if you're starting over or yeah, like you said, if you're looking for that new courage, new perspective, like uh, getting that from within your community, I think can be powerful. I think another uh, good way to, to start again, uh, going into that process is, you know, figuring out where you want to go in this section of life, whether it be, you know, like we've said, like a new, a new job, a new, a new relationship maybe, or a, uh, 
a new calling on your life, a new mm. direction that you're headed in, no matter Picking what this up an old dream. Yeah. No matter what this newness is, um, categorically, like, I think we need to sit down and really think like, where do we want ourselves to go after this? Whether, um, you're, you know, coming back from some kind of catastrophic failure or, mm. uh, you know, you're riding on the wings of a, a big success, uh, no matter which of those things it is, we're, we are starting over after that. Um, yeah. Whether it's hurt or, you know, happiness. Yeah, man. I, I think direction is, is really important. And the flip side of the coin too, is like, uh, there are people who have experienced a tremendous amount of success and, you know, the, the, the misinterpretation of that success, whatever it is, is that because you've been really successful, then you have things all figured out. You know, one of the most frustrating things that, you know, I sometimes deal with is, uh, you know, say like if we launch a campaign and it does really well, um, people want you to rush to the next thing where it's like, okay, what's next? When you are really trying to, you know, catch your breath from the thing that, you know, you just created and you're trying to like level set and center yourself again so you can, uh, well, for me personally as a leader, seek God to see what's the next direction? What is the next pivot? What is the next thing? Uh, Because you don't want to move prematurely, you know, and um, it's it's really hard uh, for people who have experienced some success to start again. Uh, because maybe the thing that you were really successful in knocked the wind out of you. <laughs> uh, maybe the thing that you were really successful in um, caused you to experience, uh, you know, a, a portion of loss internally. You know, I think there are different ways of looking at starting over and starting again. And um, wherever you may find yourself, I think what you're saying is true, man, is really seeking direction, uh, asking yourself some tough questions like, you know, is this the thing that most aligns uh, with where I am in life? Is this the thing that has given me peace? Is this the thing um, that I feel very strongly about, passionate about, uh, that I want to continue to do? Um, Is this the thing that I'm really willing to risk grit for? Uh, Because grit is also a choice that you have to make to be resilient in something. And so um, I think processing some very hard and personal intrinsic questions will lead you to, you know, a little bit of clarity. And if, if, if you need to start over or start again, right. If you need to start a totally different uh, direction or new thing, or if you need to just uh, find that resolve within yourself and the resilience within yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to give this one more shot. Um, And those are hard things, man. Yeah, I think so. And I think having a period of rest and of reflection after, Mm, mm. uh, you know, finishing something or failing at something is so significant and important. Um, You have to take that period. You can't just keep on moving on to the next thing Mm. and the next thing at breakneck speed or you will burn out and, Mm. uh, uh, you'll, you'll end up paying for it in the wrong, long run, uh, essentially. But something you said uh, earlier kind of sparked my interest, and it's a slightly off topic, but I do want to spend a little time on it. 
you said like, what if something that looked like on the outside, like as a success internally, like caused you a lot of um, maybe stress or uh, depleted your energy yeah. a lot. And a lot of times people on the outside don't see it like that. You know, like you'll see some, someone do something that looks so like big and grand and not realize like on the inside that almost felt like a failure. Like yeah. you might've had external results that were positive, but internally you were drained. Like oh, how do you manage that? Bro, I mean, <clears throat> even with the um, the campaign we launched earlier this year, I mean, it's a prime example. We just wanted to to help just a few people and, you know, uh, manage a few sinks. And that turned into like um, this spreading everywhere, thousands of emails. Like I, I believe in one month I did over 200 interviews. Uh, I sat at a table and was going out and. Uh, trying to manage uh, a, a great deal. And um, I think <clears throat> what happens is sometimes that um, success can uh, overwhelm your current capacity. So it's almost like if I could give a, a word picture, you know, if you're in a restaurant, you're at a table, you have a cup, a waiter comes over, fills a cup, only fills a cup to uh, the 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 top uh, capacity of the cup um, for you to sip or whatever. Um, and what if you're already at capacity, and then you know something happens, and you're successful in something, and it overflows? You have to deal with the weight of all of the extra, uh, as well as the capacity limit that you were at. And I think. Uh, sometimes people look at the external and it's like, oh, look at all this goodness. And it's like uh, a person can be like literally, uh, you know, drowning or trying to stay afloat with everything that is happening, which can also turn into like, you know, sadness or anxiety or, you know, uh, questions of doubt or like, am I doing a, a good job? Am I, you know, managing well? Uh, one of the things that I've personally had to do is be okay with not being perfect and dropping balls and, uh, you know, sometimes writing the vision, but not having all of my T's crossed or my I's dotted, um, because that's a part of the process. And I, I think, uh, one of the things, another thing that I've learned is that you have to lean in, um, to those moments and really uh, reach out to people to process uh, to help you to develop strategies or ideas around what is actually happening. Because everything that is deemed successful isn't necessarily good for you. And people think that success is just all like, you know, you know, line going from one side of the chart to the, the top of the right side of the chart and everything is just like off the, the rockets. But like sometimes <clears throat> if it costs you your peace or if it costs you, you know, emotional strain or if it costs you uh, missing time with uh, loved ones or if it costs you things that you really value that then that how can you measure that as success? I think another thing, too, that helps me is to uh, figure out what I measure as successful. Um, which I have different measures of success 
than what society tries to place on me, uh, which also helps me uh, stay grounded. Like I'm in scripture, I'm in prayer. Sometimes I spend uh, time in worship. Um, I see my family. I see it's healthy. Uh, I look at my friendships, the people I love and care about, the few people, and I'm th- those are healthy. Like I'm carving out time for self-care and all these things. And if that is going well, then I'm not going to forfeit this for what other people think that is external things that are successful. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that is a, I think that's a good explanation of it because so many times we see people that we would view as successful, uh, fall into just terrible circumstances or starting to make, they start to make a terrible decisions. Like how often do we see a mega church pastor fall into immorality? Um, it feels like mm. almost every week we see somebody else do that or commit suicide or commit suicide. The, the cave for the pressure of outs- of what externally from the outside point of view looks like success when internally, you know, they're struggling and this doesn't, you know, just apply to mega church pastors. Of course, like we see it in every single sector out there, you know, we see it in the business world. We see it in the nonprofit world as well. No matter who you are, this pressure can bring you to your knees. And it's important to like, like we said, come back from these big successes or failures uh, at these points where we find ourselves having to start over to sit there and to, to enter into that place of rest and uh, mm. renewal and reflection and sit there and figure out, uh, you know, w- what is the next direction? Do I need to figure this out right now? Can I sit here for a moment and just uh, focus on having peace before I move on to to something bigger and better? Or do I need to scale back? Right. Maybe the next thing is something smaller. And so often, like, I feel like our society uh, looks is, down on yeah, the small. looks down on the small and mm. is disappointed in it, which is kind of it's, I mean, it's antithetical hard. to <clears throat> what we know as progress. Any step, uh, no matter how small, is progress. And I think, you know, um, society has wired us to only look at the the grandular, um, those things that are huge or big or famous or celebrity status or powerful. And we forget that uh, the most uh, beautiful things that God uses uh, are the simple things. I mean, that is clear in... um, the text where it says God uses the simple things to confound the wise. And I think the idea behind that is, um, you know, that God is not really impressed with, um, uh, our successes. Uh, he's in, you know, he's, uh, you know, really shining and glowing over our community, the way that we love each other, the way that we, you know, um, encourage each other, uh, are there for one another, the way that we call out, um, a person's dignity, um, in the middle of, in the midst of invisibility, the way that we, uh, show up and serve one another, the way that we, uh, you know, do the small things really well. Um, and you know, one of the things that I thought about early on 
was that small is always the new big. Um, that the small things add up to the bigger picture, you know, and, you know, fi- figuring out what you can own in, in the bigger picture because you are a part of a much larger picture. It's not just you out here. Like you are contributing uh, to the to the canvas of God that what what God is painting and creating uh, through all of our expressions and uh, talents and gifts and uh, contributions to the world. If you could figure that out and do the best you can with what you have, because I define excellence as doing the best you can with what you have. As long as you're showing up with that type of excellence, I think you're honoring um God, and I also think that you're honoring uh, the gift that you've been given the steward and uh, give back to, to the world. And so, you know, I think people oftentimes look down on small because they compare themselves to other people, wow. um, which is, you know, if you want to really dump on whatever contribution you're given, no matter what size, when you compare yourself to other people, um, you will. It's it's almost like a, a self rejection of what you you're actually offering, right? Um, I had a mentor that used to say this often. He says, "Don't compare, don't complain, and don't compete." The three C's. Um, don't compare yourself to others because if you do, you will always feel bad about the great things that you already have before you. Uh, Don't complain, because if you complain, you can never find time to rejoice or be grateful. And don't compete. And if you are competing, compete with the last worst version of yourself. Uh, Always strive to be the best version of you. You know, your only competition is your last best self. And uh, once you realize that, I mean, it keeps you grounded. Wow. Um, Yeah, like you said, Small is the new big. Mm. Um, I think that's so impactful. Uh, One of my favorite economists, E.F. Shoemaker, says in his, or explains in his book, uh, small is beautiful, uh, Mm. that that there's like this huge gap between like technology. uh, Like there's, you know, this very, uh, let's say, uncomplex, like basic rudimentary technology. And then you have this extreme like, um, on the other extreme, you have like this capital intensive, like, uh, I mean, the examples he would use is like a, uh, like a, a small, like, uh, maker versus mm. like a, a big, like factory. Oh, wow. And he says like the, so many times, like the, the real answer to the, um, so many of our issues is like, we don't have this intermediate technology, like this in between uh, point like we have these low technology tools versus this high tech factory mm. um, tools and there's nothing in the middle and so many times people see like they want to make the step from like the small to this huge when in reality this moderate middle right. is really the direction we need to to go into to wow. solve our problems mm. and because the middle is so important the middle is important and he explains like, you know, people will say, oh, well, why isn't that like going back backwards? Um, you know, aren't we like 
go almost like going to like a lesser technology, but he explains that like mm. in reality to have this middle point, it, it, it actually requires us to focus our knowledge more and mm. to create something more advanced than the seemingly advanced technology to, to stay in this middle point. Wow. And I say that to explain, um, you know, like you said, small can be the next big. Mm. And I think sometimes we have to kind of tread backwards, what looks like backwards to, you know, outside, um, to, to the outside to find the next advancement. Wow. So you're basically saying that the, the process is essential, essentially. Um, that the process helps you build the innovation or helps you build your character or actually clarifies moments that uh, may be distorted in, the, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, there's this gap uh, between, you know, what, I guess what, where we've, uh, where we've come from and where we think we want to be. Right. But in reality, the sweet spot is often in between that. Mm. The sustainability is often in between that. And when we think about starting something new, something bigger, uh, sometimes we actually enter into this thought process of, regression because we we want to go into something bigger but in reality faster yeah we want to go bigger we want to go faster we want to have more impact but in reality what we should be focused on is going into sustainability mm. what can i sustain so talk about sustainability bro because i th- we started out talking about starting over or starting again and uh you know, it, it it correlates with what we're talking about now, being in the process, right? Because both of those uh, ideals actually take a process. But the goal isn't to go from nothing to just like something massive again. The goal is actually to be sustainable. Um Talk about sustainability and why sustainability is so important and helps to prevent burnout and helps to cultivate resilience. Yeah, I know we've kind of uh, jumped around a little bit, so I'm going to yeah. try to tie some of this stuff together. Yeah, yeah. In this, but like when we talk about sustainability, yeah, um, and starting again, like we we talked about how. You know, uh, after a success or failure, we can often feel burnout and this pressure to perform um, to, you know, have this big comeback if we failed or to do the next big thing if we had a big success. But when we look at our life in terms of sustainability, we have to sit down and ponder again. What does that look like? Yeah, because while we might have experienced that failure to begin with, maybe because we went into something that wasn't sustainable. Mm. And on the flip side, just because we experienced a big success or what people would consider a success doesn't mean we have to replicate that again and again if right. it's not sustainable. Right. When it comes down to it, the goal in starting over is to start something that you can actually uh, you know, do something that you can 
manage. Yeah, something that's manageable, something that fits your values and goals and something you don't have to sacrifice mm. the totality of who you are to accomplish. Right. Yeah, man, that's so true, um, which is one of the reasons why I, you know, as a nonprofit leader, um, which 97% of nonprofits fail within the first year, which is even higher than for-profit businesses. Um, you know, my mentality has always been as a leader, even when I first started, is to do the best uh, small thing that could be sustainable well. And uh, do that until it either runs its course or it helps us to evolve into something else. Um, but not to rush it, not to rush past it to the point where um, we actually, uh, you know, either burn out or miss the opportunity to see what is coming next. Um, and I think that's a part of like narrative and storytelling and the stories that we tell ourselves, uh, because sometimes we mislead ourselves and, and say, we have to be here by a certain point. We have to accomplish this by a certain point. We have to achieve this by a certain point. And those narratives that we replay in our minds becomes the stories that can lead to ultimately our detriment and keep us from sustainability. I think how we talk to ourselves and how we talk about the, the things that we do has to change. If you're doing something really great and well, and if it's considered small, celebrate that, you know, don't, uh, you know, get, get into a place where you are like literally, um, you know, cursing the very thing that is a blessing to yourself and others. Um, and really, you know, figure out the narratives that you're telling yourself. I think that's very important. What, what would you say, man? Yeah, I think uh, examining the narratives, not only that we're telling telling ourselves, but the narratives that are being told to us. Mm. Um, I know we've quoted this, this line so many times in this podcast, uh, but I want to quote it again because I feel like it's relevant. But people become the conversations they hear around themselves. And I think what is also true is that people um, believe the narratives they hear, hear about themselves and that are presented around them. And when we start to internalize these narratives that don't necessarily match up with reality or uh, don't match up with our own values or don't match up with our capacity, we can enter into these stages of like extreme burnout and disappointment and just all together, like, like a, a into a, um, into like a, a, a mode of breakdown. Mm. Yeah. Breakdown, um, in thoughts, emotions, vision, etc. I mean, it could just lead you to a, to a place where it causes you to be stuck and sometimes causes you to forfeit the very thing that you may be even called to do. So in closing, man, I, I would just ask you this, man. We, we've talked a lot about starting over and, and starting again. What would you say to those people who are at the crossroads to, um, and they're choosing, do I start over? Do I try to seek the courage to start again fresh? Um, 
What what would you tell that person? Yeah, I think what I would tell them is no matter what, we do have to keep moving. Uh, We do have to keep starting things anew. That is just part of life is uh, newness, this cycle of, um, you know, the old turning into new. I I do think Mm -hmm. we need to continue to move forward. But I think part of that process of moving forward, like we said, is so dependent on sitting and reflecting, having a moment of rest and of peace where we can look and say, okay, I'm coming out of this failure or the success or maybe just this new um, kind of, you know, middle ground of life where something new is just thrown at me and I'm, I'm having to deal with it. No matter what it may be, um, we have to sit there and think like, okay, do I need to act immediately? Can I sit here and um, take a moment to think about how this affects me in the long run? Like, what do, what do I want to accomplish? Mm. How does this have an impact on that want? And once we've done that, I think we need to, like you said, enter into community and get these other outside perspectives. Yeah. And I think we also need to tear down um, outside pressure as well. You know, we want outside perspectives, but we can't succumb to outside pressure. We have to sit down and think, okay, are these narratives being spoken to me? Are they true? Are they grounded in reality? Are they grounded in what I want to accomplish and do with my life? Mm. And once we've moved on to that point, we can figure out, um, you know, what it takes to, to take this next step. What kind of courage do I need? What kind of grit will I need to accomplish this next thing, Mm. am I able to, you know, be humble and do something smaller than I did before? If this smaller thing is more sustainable and will uh, benefit me in the long run, we, I think we have to sit down and think through all of those things before we can really start anew. Yeah, man. That reminds me of uh, a couple of quotes. One is the one where it says, you know, I'm not giving up. I'm just starting over or starting again. So, you know, you just got to get to a place where you realize that you're, you're not giving up. This is not a giving up point for you. You're just starting over or you're starting again. And the other quote is um, this, that you never be afraid to start over. It's a new chance to rebuild what you want or do you, I would go further to even see God um, provide in ways that will literally blow your mind. And as we um, close out, you know, I just want to encourage, you know, people that, um, you know, just don't forsake small beginnings that is in the text, you know, um, no matter where you are, no matter what you have, no matter who's around you, God can use the smallest of things to have a huge impact. Small is the new big. And don't give up yet. You have not quit. Find the courage to start over or to start again. Yeah, I think that's good. You know, no matter how big or public your last success or failure was it's okay to start again smaller Mm. it's okay to start again sustainable yeah 
in reality. Um, I think that's what we're getting at. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, hey, um, we we appreciate you listening to this podcast. Uh, this closes out the season. Man, John, I'm glad we made it this far. And I um, uh, can't wait to season three. We have a plot twist for you all. So stay tuned. Man, if you want to shout your social media out, would you do that, man? Yeah, thank you again for listening. If you've listened this far, uh, you can find me on social media. Uh, that's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Johnny Taylor ninety five. That's J O H N N Y T A Y L O R nine five. What about you, Terrence? Yeah, you can find me at I'm Terrence Lester. Um, I'll say that again. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at uh, I'm Terrence Lester. That's I-M-T-E-R-E-N-C-E-L-E-S-T-E-R. Um, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can follow us online. Our organization is at Love Beyond Walls. Um, or visit our website, lovebeyondwalls.org. But we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Yeah, and speaking of new things and a new year, um, I, I feel like in 2021... Um, we will be doing new things with the Dignity Museum. Oh, yeah, man. Bro, we've already gotten uh, probably three or four requests to have it transported. Um, we are uh, thinking of creative ways where we can transport it, but also remain safe. Uh, Dignity Museum has been a, um, in many respects, one of the things that has has attracted people who want to be genuinely educated about the issue of homelessness. And so we're going to prepare for that and also create new content. Yeah. Um, to inspire more people, not here locally, but all around the world. Yeah. So, you, you know, like we said, like uh, in 2020, Dignity Museum might have looked like it was on the back burner, but in 2021, new and bigger things are coming with that. Also, uh, while we're talking about new things, um, you have a new book coming out in the spring of 2021. Yeah, man. Um, May 18th, uh, launching When We Stand, The Power of Seeking Justice Together, uh, which is, you know, I put a lot of heart and soul into this book. Uh, My whole heart behind it is just to get people to come together and uh, work with each other as believers, as people who want to contribute goodwill uh, to seek justice in the world. Uh, We cannot solve the issues that plague our society in silos. Uh, It takes people coming together um, with this heart of wanting to solve the issues together that actually makes the difference. And it's, uh, it's off the the tail end of our uh, my last book when we uh i see you uh how love opens our eyes to invisible people you can also check that out and yeah man appreciate you mentioning that yeah of course and you know as we as we talk about starting new things and starting over i feel like it's important to say that there's no better way to do that than in community Mm. uh whether you were coming out of the pitfall of failure or riding on the wings of success and looking at this next new thing. Um, I think doing that in community is the best way to do that. And um, after reading your new book, I think 
I think it speaks to that and yeah um you know just teaches you how to do that in community and I think it's important yeah bro yeah man well I appreciate you and uh thank you all for listening and uh there's more to come yeah